into this into this session father holy spirit just interpret this word so people understand what you want them to understand god father just do what you do father show them comfort correction conviction restoration and this discipleship father we thank you father that you have allowed us to freely without any type of restriction be able to open your word speak about your word in the way that needs to be done so that we can get your message the way you want to deliver it to us thank you holy spirit for you being a part of this message helping us guiding us lead us and direct us in your ways and in your word according to your translation and your interpretation into our hearts only way this can be done is by having that Holy Spirit talk to us. The lifeblood of Christianity. The beginning of the church. The supernatural movement of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you for everyone who watches and listens to this message about to happen. For them to get what you want them to have out of it. And bless their homes. Bless their lives. Bless their jobs. Bless their coming and going here there and fro near and fro bless them father bless their finances bless their homes bless their lives bless their health bless all of them the way you bless them and in their situations and how they're living their lives father for you to do what you do for them i thank you father i ask you to lead guide and direct me as i bring this message according to how you want me to bring it i have nothing you have it all I'm just the vessel. In Jesus' mighty name, you're now tuned into the Blue Book. Presented to you by Pentecost Ministries. Presented to you, broadcasted to you by UMO LV Broadcasting Digital. And hosted by your boy Blue. My goodness, guys, my goodness, my goodness. We are here, live with you, worldwide. And do I have Twisted Tom here? I think I see Twisted Tom here. Twisted Tom is in the house. How you doing, buddy? 
Oh my goodness. Twisted Tom, everybody. Twisted Tom is here. My goodness, we just beginning. This is going to be a wonderful, wonderful message. A lot of good stuff in this one. Absolutely. So, I want to press upon something very, very important. Before we even get into the message, you get into any type of thing, got to make something very, very clear to everybody. Okay? These avenues that we use, whether it's broadcasting, TV, digital TV, on-demand video, radio, podcasting, or records, whatever avenue we choose to use, we're using these avenues as tools to reach those who are interested in listening to what we have to protect. Okay? None of these avenues are life. Everyday life. There are just tools used to project the message that we're trying to project to you. Okay? We all have lives to live. Every single one of us has. We wake up in the morning, do things, and we end the day. Right, Tom? Okay. Absolutely. Okay, we all have lives to live. Okay. Today, however you're listening to us, watching us, whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Restream, whether it's Twitter, whether it's uh, Twitch, whether it's even on our broadcasting television network, uh, ULMOLV. TV 21 digital broadcasting however you're watching us remember this is just for you to get a little pumpkin seed of faith and every day we're on this thing we're just watering that that, that mustard seed so it grows that is correct that is correct That's correct. So, with that being said, every day in the Blue Book, we do something very, very important, which is our pledge. So, we are going to do that right now. So, if anyone out there knows it, repeat it with me. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior from whom kingdom it stands. One Savior crucified risen and coming again with life liberty to all those who believe beautiful so as you know we are going to be in the word if you got your word mine's right here you can tell I've been in it all kinds of little notes and all kinds of cool little things I have written in it um, to keep myself addressed to what's going on. People who study the Bible, who uh, have an interest in it, who want to make sure they keep log mental notes, 
that's what you do. You log mental notes. I, I've out, I've, you know, lined things up. Whatever the case is, that's how I do it. That's how we get down. I use the Amplified Bible. Whatever Bible you use, that's fantastic. However you use it, whenever, whatever. Okay? It's up to you. However God talks to you, Holy Spirit talks to you. We're going to be in the book of Hebrews. Okay? The book of Hebrews. New Testament. Fantastic stuff. We're going to book, be in the book of Hebrews. And we're going to be in the 11th chapter, verse 1. 11, 1. Okay? So... Now that we got to that, what does 11-1 mean? Well, we will get to that. 11-1. This often quoted verse gives a direct definition of faith. Meant to be read in the context of the rest of this letter. So, Tom. What does faith mean to you? What If, if you heard the word faith, what does it mean to you? Okay. Sounds like a it's a pretty good way of putting it. Okay, fair enough. Okay. At the end of chapter 10, the writer of Hebrews finished describing why the new covenant in Christ Jesus was superior to the old covenant of animal sacrifices, which is in Hebrews 10, 1 through 18. So, okay, so this is a good, another good one, another good segue, okay? What's, knowing the Old Testament, knowing the, Old, the New Testament, John, uh, Tom, okay? We know that in the Old Testament, there was blood sacrifices of animals for remission of sin. I like to call it a barbaric way of remission. You had to kill an innocent animal, shed a blood for permission to sin. That's Old Testament. Right. Right. It's barbaric. Right. It was barbaric. Okay. So, the question is, is, the writer in Hebrews finished describing why the new covenant in Christ was superior to the Old Testament. Why was the New Testament superior to the Old Testament? Do you know why? Um, I, I, well, in my, again, in my opinion, right. I feel that they were getting... The, the New Testament, you are getting the same, if not better, results with your faith in Jesus and God without giving into your barbaric nature, without the sacrifices, without 
associate that with something evil, such as devil worship, occultism, right. things of that nature. Absolutely. So I feel they're giving a New Testament is giving a cut and dry, clear message of faith that is in its purest form without the violence and the dark. Uh, Correct. That and you're, you're, it's exactly right. How then? Okay, so at that old test, the Old Testament, the reasoning was more or less God wrote His words on your heart. So there was an, there, there was an obedience factor to God's will in people's lives. He expected people, his people, his children to have a obedience to them because he wrote it. Okay? So it didn't matter if you believe so much, you had to be obedient to the, the 10 rules that Moses came off Mount Sinai with. Right. Right. So what happens what happens is that becomes Whoa. Whoa. Sorry about that. That was me. Okay. The problem what happens what happens is that it becomes a religion rather than a love. God always wanted the relationship. That was never the question. He always wanted a relationship with his kids. The problem is, is that the expectation was written across the, in the heart. So when you didn't do what he expected you to do through obedience and, and, and obeying the law of the Lord, it caused a monkey wrench in it, which is sin. And when you sinned, it was such a difficult thing to get forgiveness because at that time there was no Savior. It was God doing God. So... When Jesus came down for that remission, the sacrifice, he took every bit of sin and just dealt it. But what he was trying to do is show love. He wanted the real relationship with his children. He didn't want you to sit there and say, okay, if I do these, I'm going to heaven. No. I want the relationship with you. I want you to know the first four, obey me, second... I love me, second, uh, second, sixth, love my son. Together is love, life of victory eternally. So the superiority of the New Testament is love. The non-superiority of the Old Testament is obedience. You get what I'm saying? I do. Okay, moving on. So, this concluded with a reassuring reminder 
not to sit, shrink back, but to have faith. Hebrews 10.39. So this concluded with a reassuring reminder not to shrink back, but to have faith. So what that means, and I'm sure you I'm sure you're getting it, what it means is instead of when you're faced with things that need faith, not to kick back, but to remain faithful. Hold steady. That's why I always say, which stands. Stand in your faith. Belief that it's going to work out. It, exactly. So the definition given here is meant to tie this command to the examples given later on. After this verse, the writer will explain how the actions of various biblical figures proved both the existence and the validity of their faith. So, when you're when you're trying to prove your faith of God to people, it comes in one, the existence and the proof of both proven faith and validity. When you are able to prove your faith is when you're able to show people that no matter what comes at you, you're going to stand strong. Hold your ground, so to speak. We're all about hold your ground type nonsense in the city, in this country. We're going to hold our stance. We'll hold your for your faith. And that doesn't mean violently. That means lovingly. Make sense? Yeah. Is there another way you can put, you can put that? See, this is, this is what the problem is, Tom, is that too many people who are believers are stuck on hell and damnation with trying to get salvation through somebody. You can't force salvation. Okay? Salvation cannot be forced because it has to be a genuine connection between you and God. I cannot force that. Right. You gotta have that faith in you. You got to have that seed planted into your soul, in your heart, and be willing to accept the fact that you're no longer in control of your life. That God is now gonna take control and you're just going to do what you can to to, to be that loving, caring, helpful, accountable individual. Okay, now that doesn't mean you don't take a stand with certain things. If people are, they're, they're, everyone has a line not to cross. Right. But you don't do it in a violent way, you do it in a loving way. Yeah, you can politely tell someone, hey, that's not a line I crossed, or you know, 
down with that or mm -hmm. I just don't worship that way. It's okay, you know, if you do it, but just please don't involve me. Right. I'm not criticizing your faith or how you want to go about your connection with God because that's your own personal connection. But just don't push it on me or try to tell me how to connect with God because only you can connect with God the way you do it nobody knows you better than you that's right nobody that's right a personal relationship with whatever it may be and feel the same way about something that you that's right people like the same thing doesn't mean they go about liking it in the same way that's correct Absolutely. That's correct. That's correct. Those contexts, former evidence and future expectation. Former evidence, future expectation are essential when interpreting the meaning of these words. So, former evidence, future expectation. This is what happened. This is my evidence of what happened. This is how God did it and this is how I can explain it. And the future expectation is that we're going to win this. God's people, God is going to win this war. There's no, there's no two ways about it. It's going to happen that way. We know that. The matter, it's getting to there. It's, it's, it's doing your best to be the best you can be. Those are essential when interpreting the words of these words. In the following verses, the writer of Hebrews will point out examples of believers who demonstrated real. Saving faith in God. Is there real? Is there a real saving faith in God? Is that a realistic, a realistic point of view that there's a saving will of God? Of course there is. Any time you went through something and you survived it, any time you can look back on your life of former evidence and say. Man, I should have been then there. I should have been dead there. I should have lost everything there. That is former evidence of God's will in your life. And again, as, as they say in the Bible, and as God says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It builds up because you know that you yourself did not save you in that situation. You made a choice that was not good. Most people, eh, about 90% of people, can say, hey man, <laughs> I was living something, something crazy back then. It's only because of God that I'm here right now. Because you know your decisions you made were completely ridiculous. And could have took your life. Yeah, bad choices. Okay. Bad choices, okay? So, for example, faith demonstrates trust. 
based on what a person knew and held as reassurance that God would act according to his promises. Faith demonstrates trust. I mean, how, how else can you put it? That's what it is. Faith demonstrates trust because you have to have faith to trust. Trust is, that's, that's the mechanics of God. I'm trusting God to, to get me through the next point. You see what I'm saying? I'm trusting God that he's going to get me through this. That is unbelievable faith. Because most people are going to say, I don't trust nothing. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to get through it myself. I don't need nobody. And most of the time, depending on whatever your belief system is, most of the time when we try to go alone in a lot of situations, you will fail. You always need someone to support you, whether it be your family. Or your beliefs. Exactly. Truth. Truth. Okay? So, the assurance and conviction of faith is not blind belief, but gullibility of wishful thinking. Do you, you, you follow me there? The assurance... The assurance and conviction of faith is not blind belief or gullible or wishful thinking. Assurance and conviction. Conviction is what you need to have in order to get correction and restoration. It doesn't cut any other way than that. So if you're assured because of your conviction that God knows you've done something wrong or you have your sins, so to speak, separation of nature, the conviction leads you to repentance because it's a burden. It's a burden on you. So you get the restoration through conviction. But a faith is not blind belief. What's that? Exactly. Right. So faith, the word faith, the belief in God, the belief in the, the, the supernatural God is not blind belief, gullibility, or wishful thinking. The study of various characters mentioned in this chapter shows that they all had good reasons to trust in God. Every single character in this chapter of Hebrews shows a good reason to trust in God. Their faith was not naively accepted fairy tales it was acting in full confidence that God would do as he promised based upon their experiences most faith is experience based okay you have been through stuff you've seen things happen so what what do you do what do you do what you do is you live and you learn just like a just like reality or 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 self empowerment you live and you learn Right. Right. That being said, there is <laughs> there is full confidence that God would do as he promised based on their experiences. 
So you've experienced life. You've experienced a few things. God has done, proved it to you over and over again. That is the reason why your faith is, is where it's at. Because he has proven over and over again he can do what he's going to do. Okay? At Exactly. Exactly. Usually, with obedience, you're not getting the spiritual help you need. You're just being told what to do by someone else. Truth. And if you don't do that, you have a fear of a repercussion. Truth. The main hell. You don't live your life this way according to God, you're going to go to hell. As the rest of this chapter demonstrates, that kind of faith, trust which produces obedience, Resulting God's blessings not in, in approval. Okay? We as believers have a hard time with explaining approval and acceptance. Okay? They're not the same thing. I accept you how you are. Whether you have a different interest in the opposite sex or the same sex. Whether you believe or don't believe whether you work or don't work, whatever the case may be, however you believe or choose to live your life, I accept you that way. That doesn't mean I approve of you. That means I accept you. Because acceptance is the beginning of repentance. You follow me? That doesn't mean... That doesn't mean I approve of you. That means I accept you. Exactly. Big difference. Big difference. But this is where the kink in the hose is at. Right here. The kink in the hose is right here. People think that if I accept you, I'm automatically approving you. Okay? Follow me here. Okay? So if I... My approval of you... Means nothing compared to God's approval. Right. I am the... I, I am accepting you because you're looking for a carnal acceptance. Okay? We already know what God says. It's not. It's right here. We know what God says. But you're looking for community acceptance. Because what's going to happen is that people's testimonies, stories, and relations are going to bring you with acceptance into relationship with God. Right. Because your circumstances and everything also change as well. Okay. You know, life, life so, follow me here. So, if I accept you however you are, whether you have rainbow hair, whether you walk around with tears in your clothes, whether you have, you know, all kinds of just different life marks on you, whatever, however I catch you, I see you, I accept you. That is what people are 
basing their introduction to God with. Are you following me? Yes. Okay. So if I introduce you, if I welcome you into the church, if I welcome you into Christianity, and I accept you into it, that's going to be your gateway into Christianity because we are the living examples of what Christ should be on this earth. Right. So 99% of people who walk into a church, they're looking at aviance, pomp and circumstance, verbal communication, and how they're treated. Okay? So when you go into a church, the acceptance is instantaneous. How do you accept him? Because you're in a house of God. Exactly. Now check this out. Follow me here. Okay? So, I am not looking at God when I walk into church. I'm looking at people. My mind isn't on God. Well, it is in a back here because I'm going to church to meet with God, so to speak, figuratively speaking. But when you walk into a church, your mind isn't gospel. Your mind is, are they going to accept me? Right. Are they going to be okay with me? Are they, are they thinking the same thing as me? You know, are they going to, again, are they going to accept me? Are they thinking the same thing? Right. Am I going to be welcome? Not until, not until you literally get into the sanctuary and you sit down or stand up most likely you're going to be the music's going to play and you're going to be like mm -hmm, looking around seeing what everybody else is doing blah 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 okay and then you're going to be waiting for that all so famous tithe offering request because that's money and then you're going to be listening to the preacher the sermon yeah you're not still yet with God you're not with God right now. You're with you. You're focused on ambiance, pomp and circumstance, entertainment, and how you're accepted. God already approved you into the into the kingdom because you are there. He approved you. To be there. To be there. He didn't approve your lifestyle. He approved you to be there. Right. Follow me here. Okay? So you're still not with God. You're just there because it's cool. Maybe you're interested in the music. It's hitting good. Maybe the people are being nice to you, greeting you. But you're still not with God. In yourself. God's with you, but you're not with your God. You're listening to the, 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 the sermon, the preacher. Preach. Yes. Moment, yes. Now, check this out. Okay? You're not focused on what the truth he's talking about. You're focused on wordplay, analogies, parables, and acceptance. You're trying to hear You're trying to hear what's going to relate and accept you. 
And once that preacher, once that pastor, once that minister says something that you know, hey, what up, dude? How it doing, man? How can I help you, bro? Hey, I got you, dog. Don't worry about it. You now are locked into him. You are now locked into him. Because he spoke your language. He talked about something familiar. He reached you at some point in that sermon. You're still not locked on to God. You follow me? I do. I do. Okay. What is the moment you lock into God? What is the moment that you actually lock into God? You, you finally get God. This is going to really rally your chain. You finally get God when this makes sense. The Holy Spirit hits you. The Holy Spirit hits you at that one moment when you're like, hey, that made sense. I can relate to that. Not because of the music, not because of the preacher, not because of anything. You finally made a connection with the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. Yep. And that, that's what the Bible is for. Uh, without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, there is no connection to God. You have to get the spirit for it to make sense. You could go to church for 20 years and not get God. Why? Because they're not bringing the Holy Spirit to the table. They're giving you self-importance, self-insurance, self-motivation, and self-selfishness. It breaks your acceptance. It breaks your acceptance. Goodness gracious people. It breaks your acceptance. Because what happens is. Is you put so much of your belief. Into that moment. That this right here. This right here. Without the Holy Spirit. Is null and void. Without the Holy Spirit involved in some way of this, there is no connection, people. None. And that's 100, that's 100% true. You, need, you can't have one without the other. You have to have that spiritual connection. And again, with what Hugo always talks about, is spirit. Spirit, 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 and spirit. You cannot remove the Holy Spirit out of the church and get conviction, correction, restoration, and progress. It will not It's been tested, it has been challenged, and it has been known. It's known. You can't do it. You yourself cannot do it. None. Zero. And that's the reason, that's the reason 
why 99% of people fall out. Because they rely on the words, not the revelation. Exactly. 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 Our perspective, looking back on their example, should inspire confidence that God will make good on his promises, even if our earthly lives don't last long enough to see them come to fruitation. Does that make sense? Of course it makes sense. Looking back at their examples, in our perspective, that should inspire the confidence that God will make good on his promises even if our earthly lives don't last long enough for this, us to see the coming of invitation. God, because God is eternal and forever, human life is fleeting. It's we're only around for two blinks of an eye, really, compared to the grand scheme of the universe. God creates out of things we cannot see. He creates things. We can't see it, but he because we're talking about a spiritual realm now. Both in a literal and physical sense. As well as a spiritual sense. So we got literal, physical, and spiritual. He creates. Just because we don't understand how God will act doesn't mean he can't control. He will not or will not act. You must understand that our thinking is not his thinking. Our understanding is not his understanding. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. Free will. Absolutely right. Just because you do a bad thing, he cannot strip away your free will that affects everyone that you affect by your free will. People say, why did this happen? Why did God allow? God, you got to understand that if he's going to give free will to you, he has to give free will in any circumstance. Even at the expense of others. Because your free will... It, Sorry, it's, Amen. 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 Absolutely. You're absolutely correct on that. Absolutely correct on that. You have to understand something, people, beloved. God creates out of things we cannot see. We don't have spiritual eyes like that 24-7. When we get in the realm of the spiritual world, we can see things. That's what we can prophesy. We can we can see visions and we can, you know, God will show us things. But outside of that, we cannot see them. They're both literal, physical, as well as spiritual. Literal means it literally happened. Physically means it physically happened. Spiritual means it spiritually happened. Just because we don't understand how God will act does not mean he can't or will not act. Right. Right. He works in mysterious ways. Absolutely. 
If you have your Bibles open, we're in Hebrews 11.1. Let's read it. Yep, let's read it. Now faith, now faith, is the evidence, the things we hope for, or being the proof of things we cannot see, and the conviction of the reality. Faith, perceiving as real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. Faith is 100% trust in God. God's going to do this. God's going to do that. By way of Jesus and the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's truth. Again, amplified version, one of my favorite versions. Okay. Now faith is the ev- the faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the the deed, title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we cannot see, and the conviction of the reality. Faith, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Once you get by the faith, the, the, the situation, then you're like, wow, God did that? God really did that. Now I see what he was doing. Right. Mm, 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 mm. I love the way this is worded. It's really, really good. That's why I like the way it's worded is the assurance, the confirmation, the deed, title deed, title deed of things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact, perceiving. You're seeing it happen, but you're having faith that you'll get through it. What is not revealed to the senses. Not revealed to the senses. Mm. Mm. Anything to add to that, buddy? Uh, yeah, you know, it's just, again, it all comes down to staying the course, keeping the faith, and faith is the foundation of your relationship with God, the path you're going to travel, you know, the influence you're going to have. And whatever it may be, whatever path you're going in life, you have to keep faith in something. Whether it be God, something else, because you have the free will to do that. That's right. Faith is no one's faith but your own. Absolutely. You interpret your faith, how you handle your faith, how you present your faith is completely up to you personal faith is what connects you to 
That is 100% right. Now, now I'm going to go through a bunch of different translations and see what we have any differences in translation. And we do. Um, and the New Living Translation is his faith, his confidence that we, that what we hope for will actually happen and gives us assurance that things we cannot see. That's in the New Living, New Living right. Translation. We have no control. Exactly. So, out of all the versions right here, six versions of the Bible, the NLT has a different one. It says, faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen and gives us the assurance of things that we cannot see. So let's go through some more versions here. I got a whole bunch of them. Let's see what we see. Anything different. Um, okay. Let's see here. Okay. The, the Good News Translation says, to faith is to be sure of things we hope for, to be certain of things we cannot see. Okay. Another one for you. The Jubilee Bible 2000 says, Faith, therefore, is the substance of things waited for and the evidence of things not seen. Okay. The Neshish Bible says, The fundamental fact of evidence is that the trust in God. The fundamental fact of evidence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. That's pretty good. Yep. They all have the same underlying message. Right. Just worded differently, and everyone is going to interpret them in their own way. There's no right or wrong way to exercise your faith. So long as it leads to the same end result, your connection with God. Here's a New Living Translation. I told that one to you already. Um, here's another one. The New Revised Standard Version says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Okay? The reason I go through all these is because I know that there might be something worded differently that may translate different to people. Um, kind of like the, the Darway Realms Catholic Bible. Now faith is the substance of things that we hope for, the evidence of things not, that, that, that appear not. Not seen, appear not. Um, let's see here. I'm looking for something else. Is there something else here? Okay, here we go. The White Mouth uh, New Testament says, Now faith is well-grounded assurance of what is what which was we hope and the conviction of the reality of things that we cannot see. Makes sense to me. But faith is the substance of things that we, to, to be, okay, this is very hard. The White Cliff version is a little little different worded. But faith is the substance of things that be to be hoped. And an argument of things not appearing. Forsooth, faith is substance of things hoped. And argument or certainty of things not appearing. Or we can go to the, the Young's literal translation. Faith is the things hoped uh, for. A okay, we we, 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 read, we read this. Okay, Young's little translation. 
The faith is of things hoped for a confidence of matters not seen a conviction. Now yes, all of them have the same baseline understanding. That's not the question. The thing is, is that why I do that is because there are so many people out there who have so many different ways of saying things, kind of like poetry, that there might be something in a different translation that may make sense better to somebody. You see what I'm saying? So when I... This is true. This is very true. So, you can't make him drink. That's the truth. So, point being, faith is absolutely imperative. Tom has made that, you know, argument now quite a few times during this broadcast. So, we're going to summarize the context of what we've been talking about. True, godly faith is determined as trust. Relying on God when looking to the future and obeying even when we don't fully understand the details. That's why obeying God in the Old Testament was such an imperative thing. Trusting faith in God in, in Jesus now is the New Testament, the New Covenant. The great features of the Old Testament such as Abraham, Moses, and David are all lived according to the type of faith. Their lives were all different but according to faith is how they got through it with, with their love for God. Ultimately, that means trusting God's intent to make good on his promises from an eternal perspective. Where he's going to make he's going to make good on his promise according to his word and eternity. And he's going to build on it and when the time is right Truth. The model of faith presented by the, those people in light of the struggles they faced ought to inspire Christians towards a more confident and purposeful faith. So when we're sitting there reading, learning, observing, and educating, maybe knowledge of what these individuals went through to get what they got is because we're learning that in their circumstances they still maintain their faith. Right. So in your circumstances no That's the point in this whole entire message is we need to one, realize others go through challenges and if they can hold on to their faith and beliefs in God and trust God that they can get through any circumstance that appears to them, why can't we? Why can't we do it? Our circumstances are our personal choices and what we derive our life into being by our choices. If you sit here and tell me, well, I don't believe that because I don't see that. Well, you can see it. You're just choosing to, to turn a blind eye to it. Right. It's a choice you're making. Like, for instance, I've I, I seen this one guy on, uh, on social media say, 
Just because you don't believe it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means that you don't believe it. Now, there's a lot of things we don't see and we take people's word for it. Hey, there's an engine in that car. Okay. There's an engine in the car. I'm going to believe it because you said it. Um, there is this and that and this and that with that. And you're going to say, okay, I have no reason not to believe you. Okay, fine. If God doesn't exist, which some people don't believe that God doesn't, people that God doesn't exist, there is no other explanation for why miraculous things happen. Not even scientific, scientific methods can explain how miraculous things happen like that. That is only Holy Spirit. Science can't even explain that. Because it's beyond the, the, the realm of scientific method. Because God created science. God created everything. He knows what he's doing. We're trying to break it down and make other suggestions for what and, and, and ideas for what we know he really did. We're just trying to in here. All in this thing. Faith. Faith in God getting you through whatever circumstances you're in. You're going to act out of your flesh and, and human because that's just the way we're built. But to sit down and say, you know what, God, just do what you're going to do. Jesus, I'm going to believe in this. Holy Spirit, guide me through this. And 99.9999% it's going to work out. The only reason it won't is if you stop the process. Exactly. Hey. Others can maybe guide you, others can maybe help you, but at the end of the day, you are the only one. You're master of your own destiny. 100% correct. You determine whether God is a, a non force, a little force, a medium force, or a full force in your life. Anything else you want to add, Tom, before we uh, close this down? Um, you know, lastly, like I say in um, every video, as far as, you know, again, with every subject we talk about, just stay true to yourself, follow yourself, believe in yourself, and it's, it's going to work out. Don't let anyone twist your faith. Don't let anyone tell you you're wrong for believing in what you're going to believe in. And have love. Try to accept others. Even though it's going to irritate you sometimes, it's going to annoy you sometimes, but try to see where that other person is coming from. Maybe they've had different experiences from you, like you mentioned. Maybe they went through a different event or an event that was tragic to them, but not tragic to you. Just, you know, again, love, understanding, compassion, and accountability. Absolutely. Which all ties to faith. There is three aspects to Pentecost ministries. Okay? Built on three major core values of Pentecost ministries. Love. With no expectation of love back. 
walk in peace even when everyone else is tribulating. And Tom just said it. Accountability. Because accountability is contagious. Yeah. I've proven through my faith all three work when guided, when, when, when trusted in God, believed in Jesus, and guided by the Holy Spirit, all three work in beautiful fashion. Right. Okay? Tom, it has been a joy. It's always a joy, man. It's always a joy. It has been a joy. Absolutely, my friend, and trust me when I say this, man. I love you like no other, I trust you like no other, and I give my heart in that. Same here, buddy. Same here. To all of our listeners, we love you. Stay safe out there. You know, just, just keep your own faith and be kind to others. If you can help someone out, you know, and you are able to do so, go ahead and you never know. You might make a new connection. You might even make a new friend. 100%. Tom, you have a good night, man. Much love to you, brother. And thank you for being a part of the Blue Book. All right, Blue. Man, it's been a wonderful time. Um, thanks, to Tom, for, for joining us, giving his perspective on what was the message today. Always keep your faith. Um... I'm going to open the, the channels up for prayer, questions, and comments. Please email us. It's right down. Let's see if I can get the... Right, right down there. Okay, right there. Bluebook at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know if you have any prayers, questions, or comments regarding the message. Uh, your thoughts on the message. Uh, prayer requests. Always available. I check the emails. Um, if you want us to pray in the beginning of the message... Let us know that. We can pray for you. Um, all requests are welcome. Um, we love you with a godly love. Okay? God bless every single one of you dealing with health issues. I'm definitely praying that God, the Holy Spirit, helps you, comforts you, and gets you through those things. And uh, just know that without faith, none of this stuff is possible. God is the evidence of faith. He works it out for you. No matter what you're going through, he's going to work it out for you. Okay? Love and respect and fear God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. And until next time. Jesus.